Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, today we have JB in the car. He's into finance and he, I actually asked him a question about does he find the job boring? And um, his answer was really interesting. I thought it's something that you guys, listeners, will want to listen to. So JB, if you could tell us how you got into this industry and what motivates you and um, how it affects the everyday person. Yeah, thank you. Um, right, so how I, how I got into this industry is, uh, I suppose I went through the standard route really, which is like university, and then uh, I was fortunate where I had two, two internships at uh, two of the big accountancy firms. Um, I didn't do a finance degree, I actually studied history. Um, but I think where we're lucky in the UK is, you know, it's all about transferable skills as opposed to what you know. Um, yeah. Certainly at that level, certainly at the graduate level, it's about like, you know, enthusiasm, showing you can, your, your willingness to do a job and having enough of a, an awareness about what goes on. Um, so yeah, so I was fortunate and I had these internships and obviously, you know, a bit different to people applying in their third year um, for jobs. I, I was obviously, I was giving grad jobs with both internships. So I was a, I was a fortunate few, but like the, the, the process is kind of similar. Um, and and, that, and that's how I kickstarted my career. So my third year was, you know, I pretty much coasted because I knew I had, a, I had two jobs at the end of it. Um, and I took one of them, uh, again, one of the big, big accountancy firms. Uh, and and then I, I started doing tax. Uh, so not not normal accountancy, but you know, specialism in tax. Um, and I chose tax outside of consulting or bog standard, you know, accountancy or bookkeeping or whatever. Um, I chose tax because actually tax is quite academic. Um, and, and I say that facetiously, but uh, you know, I studied history, and you know, I like words. Um, and tax stood out for me because actually it was very much like you know, you're looking at quite complicated pieces of law with numbers, and you're trying to make it understandable for the average person and at that time I was an average person but I had to learn everything and so post joining and getting into grad job I used to do a, I can't, can I swear I don't know I used to do a load of exams um, to get to get qualified uh, so I did you know accounting qualifications and tax qualifications uh, and you know it took, it took a couple of years but then I got I got qualified um, 
so that, yeah and 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 that so that was kind of how it started and then what kind of motivates me is um uh outside of what i do at, at the moment just looking at tax and that industry and that that career um one it's interesting because like you know all of us we pay tax you know everyone always says like there's uh two things that are certain in life death and taxes hey that's true no one gets paid for death but i get paid for taxes um like you know without without sounding like an arsehole um there are you know the reason why this industry exists is because there are laws and the laws kind of give you a framework in which you can do something um and we are the people who can tell you what you can do within that framework whether you're an individual or whether you're a company and i focus on companies um and i was doing that for pretty much what six years um working on like really large companies like in the uk or the us uh, or in china um and also tiny companies again same territories but also other other european countries um so from your startups to your massive FTSE 100 plcs and and like um with that came a kind of a, a genuine feeling of like you know like that, that kind of satisfaction you get when oh actually you've made a tangible difference to how something might happen in in a company and um uh, and I'm, I'm, I won't name names but I think one of my favourite ever days I'm a massive football fan I'm an Arsenal fan um one of my favourite ever days was um, a couple of years ago uh, and we can say it now but it was when uh, Mourinho went to United as a manager and I was doing a piece of work for his old club Chelsea and I had to do some tax work um, but Chelsea were like alright we need to know this before midday because you know they're going to announce at one, one o'clock and we think there's a big tax impact um, so I had to and I found this out at 9am uh, and I did it got the work done and then I went to get my lunch when I was getting my lunch, Sky Sports News was on in the canteen, and there it was. Mourinho was announced at United press conference, uh, and it would have happened anyway. But it was quite cool to know that actually you played a part. I played a part in that happening, um, and it's, it's things like that 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 are quite motivating. That keep you kind of, oh, do you know what? You're making a, a difference to to either things you like or actually real life and things that. Have, other people um, now some things that might happen because it's tax are, are not good or don't have a wholly positive effect on again the company or a company or, or the individual but again we're, we're, we're governed by whatever the, the law says um, we've got to work we've got to work with that and then around that um, but that's what makes it interesting. Um, that's you. That's me. <laughs> okay. Um, 
but yeah, so, so what was the third bit? No, the first bit and the future. The future of your industry. I suppose the future of my industry, um, like, it's a, uh, well, death and taxes, always. Sorry, it's, it's me again. Let me pause. Yeah, uh, well, so the future, well, as I said before, like, you know, jokingly, death and, death, taxes. Death and taxes are the only certainty, so, you know, we're, we're here to stay, but, like, um, the future of taxes, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, like, look at what's happening at the moment, right, COVID, yeah. load of bollocks, and you look at what Rishi's done as a Chancellor, and whatever your views on the government, um, but in my opinion, fuck Boris. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I was going to say, do you but, think that uh, Boris is handling it well? Uh, not at all. Um, not at all. But what would you do if you was in his position? I can't answer that. Honestly, can't answer that because, like, because I'm not, uh, and I don't have the information that he has, uh, or the resources or anything like that. But and and it's, it is easier said than done. I, I get that and granted, but just the manner in which the whole, the, the fact that the messaging hasn't been clear. Um, it's been deceptive, really. Yeah, and exactly. And it, it's kind of, it's a bit hit and miss. Um, and then you look at the UK compared to other countries. And when I say other countries, I don't, I don't mean even the big economies like Germany, France, the US, whatever. You look at if you look at globally, Southeast Asia as an example, some of those countries, smaller countries, much less economically developed, have gone through this, but people, for example, have followed rules. So when the government has said wear a mask on public transport, everyone has worn a mask. Now we ninety percent 99% of people in the UK will do that but there'll be that 1% who don't but they won't because they don't want to as opposed to anything else and that's what I think like ignorance so, so you're it, saying it's not because they don't want to because they have lost faith um no that's not what I'm saying I just think people I think the government haven't been strong enough to enforce what they think should happen but then there could be um, riots eventually, wouldn't there? Uh, and because because of what what I'm saying is, what their things doesn't don't make sense. So if you have, oh, you if it's seven people you wear masks, or six people you don't, or six people could be in a in a room together, small on a on a bus, yeah, or or even thirty people could be on a bus, but you can't. But you need to have two meters spaces between everybody. Or when you just do the equivalents, things aren't weighing up. If you see what I mean, you need to wear a mask when you're walking into the restaurant, but not when you're eating. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what's the difference? Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, it just, just a lot of it just doesn't make sense, or you can't. You know, it's not one plus one equals two. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I get it. It's hard. And so because of that, if you turn around and start 
um, muscle people to do what you want them to do and it doesn't make sense and you're not reasoning with them, there'll just be a bu public backlash. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, there are, yeah, well, I think people just will lose faith and... I think they've lost faith already. You've got yeah. some die-harders who are hanging on. Yeah, But, yeah. um, generally a lot of people have just lost faith. They just said, I'm yeah, interested. people can't, can't be asked. Um, and, like, and I get it also from a, from a, from a personal people point of view because... You know, you want to, you you want to get back to normal life. Um, at the same time, there is this pandemic. Uh, it, it's just, it's just very difficult. Um, they call it a pandemic, but no one dies in the street. Now, if you look at previous pandemics, people always die in the street. Even when you're dealing with or, or, Ebola and things like that, or the plague, people always kill over. You see things. And now this is meant to, their symptoms are undescribable, so it's a, um, it hits different people in different ways. They're, my fingers, but then if it's that bad, then you'd have seen people down the street. And that would have kept people doing, people realise it's serious, and then they'd be staying at home. Then they'd be wearing their masks, then they'd be very cautious, and washing their hands and doing all these measures. But because no one's dying in the streets, and because the rules don't make any sense, no one listens. And as a taxi driver, I take people, especially on the weekend, of all ages, to clubs. I've been doing it throughout the whole lockdown, this whole driving. Yeah. And, and there's only probably a week to two weeks where people generally stayed indoors. After that, people were out, especially on Friday night. Friday and Saturday night, they were yeah. out. But they're just catching Ubers everywhere. Yeah? Yeah. And they're going to parties or dinner parties or all these things. Well, that's the thing, right? It's so hard to enforce. Because, like, you know, you, 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 you book somewhere at a pub and the pub will say, you have to sit down, you can only be up to two households, tick this box that you agree with it. Everyone ticks that box. Yeah, so won't serve you otherwise. But you're not from two households, you're from like 15 different households and you're all mates. But you're going to tip that box anyway and the pub will accept you. Um, now, yeah. the pub needs the business and you probably should be honest, but... but and the government wants the tax money. Yeah, and it's just it's, it's one of those... It's just... It, 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 well, that's what's going to happen, right? It, that you, like, it, 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 you, can't, you can't enforce it. It's very difficult. Um, if you get caught out, you get caught out, and you have to pay a fine. And if you don't, if you don't, then crack on. Uh, and I don't say I don't mean that that's the right thing to do, but it's what's going to happen. Like, and that, I think that's it. Um, it's just very difficult. It's just very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, my last question to you will be: Go on. What's the impact you want to have on the world? Uh, that's not a bloody good question. Uh, um, well, hopefully positive. Uh, like, I do, I care. Um, I like to do, I like to be known for doing the right thing. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to be a Barack Obama or, um... You can be whatever or, you want to be. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but like, um... 
you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to get into the place where I can make a, let's say, a, 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 a macroeconomic, massive, tangible change in a, on a big scale. Uh-huh. But what I would like to do in as you know as smaller form or whatever is just 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 not like a not like improved lives or like, obviously that is important but I just want to be able to like make a positive difference whether that means teaching or education I think that's a big thing for me personally which is like just making sure people know things uh, know about history know about geography know about economics um, know about how things are the way they are um, and, and, and why um, and and then outside of that um, you know those, those who are I do feel strongly about this those who are less fortunate than us um, whatever you can do uh, just hit behind, I'll pass that bus uh, whatever you can do um yeah, help whatever way that maybe whether it's whether it's financial or whatever. Uh, yeah, do what you can to help those who are not in your position. Thanks a lot. That was a great Thank interview. You. We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we are going to interview. We post twice a day, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on Earth and has done for many years, it holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday with a guest investor and Friday's talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.